Filelum Angi'i. For those who are unfamiliar with the language of Naturim, that translates to good morning friends. Uh, the bulldog, our snoring bulldog producer, Molly, is at work now. She is looking out the front door, making sure the neighborhood is doing what it should. She just had her coffee. What that amounts to is licking the cream off the edges near the lip of my coffee cup. And she's gone out, which is always quite a feat. While she was outside basking, I did Dao Chung, which is a soft martial art that, according to lore, inspired uh, Qigong and Tai Chi. And it's something I love to do as often as possible, always in the morning, uh, usually facing east at sunrise when possible. Let's see. What I wanted to talk about today was the, all the beautiful things I'm seeing happening. Yesterday, I had the fun of wrestling with a migraine. For those who have had to do the same, you know that brightness and sounds and smells just can make you miserable. Well, yesterday, oh, the snoring bulldog is barking. What is it, Molly? I think there are humans outside. Uh, what happened yesterday was our neighborhood had one of those little parades for graduates of the local high school. And so the, the kids that paraded by were just those in our neighborhood with a police escort. And the sirens were just killing my head. And the, poor Molly was not enjoying any of it. But when they came by, even talking about it now, I get emotional. I just cried the whole time. It was just so sweet. There was a police escort at the beginning and the end. These darling graduates, you know, seniors in high school, no longer seniors, were standing up in the convertibles and waving and all sorts of stuff in their caps and gowns. And it was just really, really sweet. So even though it was just killing my head, I clapped and hooted and hollered and whistled with my fingers. Oh, the agony. And it was the sweetest agony I've ever known. I cannot tell you how much I would have preferred that, not the circumstances, but what they did. When I graduated, uh, I would have much preferred that to the, just the litany of name after name out in the hot sun and nobody's paying attention or cares until it comes to the name of the person they're interested in and therefore. And I just thought that was so sweet. Neighbors came out to applaud these darling students. For, as you can tell, for some reason, it just really got to me. Anything that's sweet or beautiful just reduces me to tears. When things are sad or hard or tragic, I usually rise to the occasion. Not so much when they're sweet. I just dissolve into tears. So there were plenty of those and all of the sweet expressions of love and kindness and compassion I'm seeing just get to me every day. As many of you know, I've moved our base of operations over to Patreon because I'm finding that few and fewer and fewer of our posts were being seen on social media. Facebook is way, way, way down. We've got a decent number of fans on our Facebook page, uh, 10,000 fans on the Academy page, and we're lucky if 23 people see a post. So Patreon is where I intend to actually grow community, get people getting to know each other, participating in stuff together. And it's not about the money there because you can pay to be a patron starting at a dollar per month. It's not about that. It is about growing the community in a way where everybody sees everything because I routinely get people yelling at me, for lack of a better term, in writing for not seeing things that I posted and they didn't know about this, they didn't know about that, and it was sold out before they could take action and on and on. 
Well, I figured Patreon will be the way to go because we will have early access to events and merchandise for patrons, even if it's at the $1 a month level. They will find out about stuff first. And so hopefully the, the yelling emails will be fewer in number. One of our new patrons, I'm not going to say her name because I don't want to embarrass her. If she says I can embarrass her, I will add her name next time. She wrote something that I found very profound, and I want to share an excerpt from it with you. This is in an email, actually a meetup message yesterday. She said, I'm looking at this time as an opportunity to meditate on life, and I'm discovering that I was spending much too much time and money away from my home. I'm sure it missed me and felt sad that it provided safety and sanctuary, and I had rewarded it by spending all my time in the outside. With the outside closed, I'm spending my time crafting, reading, watching old movies, taking online classes, praying, cleaning, cooking, baking, and next week we'll start helping my husband with the gardening. I am using this time to explore, rejuvenate, and discover new pursuits. If that isn't the best takeaway from the quarantine situation, I don't know what is. I found that so inspiring, so hope-giving. Ah, that just made my entire day. I do want to thank a few of our new Patreon patrons. They are at a level that says that they get thanked verbally in a podcast. I guess this is it, and it's now. I find it very interesting that these three have become active in our events and bring so much to everything. The first one is Pam Miller, I've run into Pam over the years at different events, but I didn't get to really love the bejeebers out of her until we went on the, what was it, the trip called? Uh, anyway, the Pacific Grove trip to walk in the footsteps of the characters of the Tea Cozy Mysteries. We went up to up the coast by Hearst Castle on the train and ended up in Pacific Grove. We did that in January and... I'd always known Pam was really fun. She'd been to events before, but when I'm at events, I don't get to really visit with people. But what I didn't realize was just how darn sweet and loving she is. So not only has she joined as a Patreon patron, but a few months ago at one of the events, she gave me some bracelets to use and some cute blingy things. Uh, She's got a wonderful merchandise shop online. She's a red hatter. And I forget if it's called Sparkling Red. It's There's a Facebook group, and she's just got darling stuff. I have the most beautiful 1920s beaded purse, purple beads. Oh, I just love the thing. Anyway, I got it for a song from Pam. And she donated uh, these bracelets, the charm bracelets, because we're starting to offer charms when people come to events. At least we were. When they come to events, they buy the bracelet, but they get all the charms for free for every event they go to. It's easier than nickel and diming people for it. Five bucks here, three fifty there. So that was so sweet of her. And then the other two people that are new at this tier also went on that trip. And I have learned so much about their incredible lives and all the amazing things they do, be it reenacting, acting, costuming, although that isn't, I don't know if that's the correct term, but the gal makes beautiful handmade suits for her husband, period suits. That would be Jacqueline and Robert Clemens. Interestingly enough, during quarantine, they both took up the baton and became omnicasters for the Academy. What that amounts to is 
They are part of the little uh, six-person core that comprise the Omnicast unit. They give the weekly newscasts on behalf of the Academy. And to say they are good sports does not come close. The things I put in these scripts defy humanity. A lot of it is real stuff, like I find the most bizarre sports I can. There was one about the annual cheese roll in Gloucester, England. Somebody had to report on that in a serious tone. How they do it is beyond me. Things about weather, saying it's going to be another chilly one. It's down to 850 below zero Celsius on planet whatever, so make sure to take an extra pair of socks. These people do it without batting an eye. They are so sweet, and they've come up with wonderful stage names. I encourage the Omnicasters to come up with the persona of their choice. For those who don't know more about that, the reason for that is I offered a few years ago, maybe two years ago, for people in the Fiddleheads Unite group, which are at the core of the Academy, I said, if you want to come up with an original character and fill out this little profile on them, their personality profile, I will write them into a book. It's the most fun thing I've ever done. None of those books have come out yet that include the characters that this little core group came up with. But that is something that is open to our patrons to have one-off stories written about their characters. And it's, for me, just a blast. Uh, Let's see, who else? So those were our new patrons. Something that's changing... I was going to be offering the novellas in Peyton Drake's Omnitale every six weeks, but it just seems like in these uncertain times, it would be nice for people to know they have something to count on that's easier than trying to figure out every six weeks. So it's going to go to once a month. I think I mentioned that last time. Last time was a blur. I forget what was going on, but we had other stuff going on while I was trying to record. None of them have officially come out yet in so much as... The first book in Peyton Drake's Omnitale called March for Adventure was preempted by Solialum, A Leap Your Day, that celebration that took place at Wonderful Paris in a Cup, which was just a hoot. And of course, they spoiled us rotten at Paris in a Cup. That was a, a brunch, and I didn't mention the launch of the book because you can't have two things being the star that day. So poor Peyton Drake was pushed to the side on his birthday. He was born on February 29th, Leap Day Solialum. The beginning of his story pushed aside for the Solialum festivities. The second book in his series was to represent the actual launch. That is called Destiny by Design, and it was to launch at our uh, the Academy's huge launch on March 21st. That's when we were quarantined. We got the news three or four days prior that we could not gather and could not dine in. So that one dissolved. And then the third one was on May 1st. And I didn't even announce it anywhere, really. Plus, March for Venture has been part of what's called Kindle Unlimited, which means regular folk who are not part of that program cannot access it during that 90-day period of enrollment. So I'm just waiting for that to end, which ends on March 29th in a few days here. When that ends, what's going to happen from here on out is, starting on June 1st, the books will be promoted more to the public. That's when the ebook will be available of... Marked for Adventure. July 1st, we will give out the PDF of Destiny by Design. August 1st, we'll give out the PDF of the first crack and so on. So all of these go to Patreon patrons. They will get them a few days early, but the idea is if you're on Patreon, you get goodies, quote unquote, for free because they're included in your membership and you get more than you would if you were to pay stuff outside of it. So 
your membership at the $3 level includes a novella. Well, that's exactly how much it costs on Amazon, but you get more than just the novella. You get other things as well. And there are uh, paperbacks that will be delivered to the higher levels. So that's what's going on with Pete's story. He's been a very good sport about being sidelined for three months, but we'll make it up to him. Well, we have some events that might be starting to happen in Southern California. Things were completely shut down. They were supposedly going to roll out and little by little as far as the reopening of the state goes, but it looks like that might be just taking off. I'm not quite sure. Here's some of the things we've got planned for that. And up from the rabbit hole tea picnic to be catered by Paris in a cup, I'm going to go meet with her on June 4th to scope out the place and see how it would work. I just got a croquet set on Craigslist from a darling gal that was very strange conducting a sale with masks and social distancing, and but we did it, and she was very sweet. So we've got a croquet set, and I've ordered flamingo, plastic lawn flamingos to put on the handles of the, the croquet mallets so we can have this alice thing. The reason I'm going with Alice, not only have most people felt like they've been down in a rabbit hole with what's been going on, but when Whimsicality first started, our arts nonprofit, uh, renamed now Whimsicalidocious, it was with the idea of having a brick and mortar place back in fall of 2017 in a very unusual old Bavarian-looking complex called Old World Village in Huntington Beach, California. When my darling friend with whom I was working, when that didn't happen, we didn't get the brick and mortar together and realized we should not go into business together. Our styles are just too different. When that didn't materialize, I ended up with all this Alice stuff because we were going to do a series of Alice in Wonderland themed teas with a specific theme each time, culminating in the one that was going to be at our place to open it. So I have all these things that never got used. Paris in a Cup very kindly agreed that it would be fun to to do a, a catered picnic tea with that theme as we're able while they're working on seeing what they can do to reopen under the really restrictive circumstances. I don't see how tea rooms are going to pull this off, so just pray for them. Another tea that was postponed is the elements tea, the find your element tea, where you come as your element, whether it's fire, water, earth, all that sort of thing. I got the bright idea to have it out in the elements. Again, a tea picnic. I found the perfect place. It's close enough that I can go pick up everything at Pamela's, where we were going to have it originally, but we can't because we have too many people. We would be able to get the food, package it in a really cute way, I think, to give everybody full value. And the little park that we were going to go to is very unknown. It's one of those hidden gems in a neighborhood, and it does have a bathroom. Well, I realized it is on the border of two counties. If you're there and you throw something, it would end up in the other county. That's how close to the border it is. However, the county it's technically in is Los Angeles County, one of the hotspots for the lockdowns and social distancing. So I don't know if we are allowed to gather or not. And I might have to find a place on the other side of the county line, which is easier said than done and a lot less convenient, but we'll see. So I'm working out that one. Additionally, Pamela's, who I just mentioned, which is located in Garden Grove, Southern California, they are in what's called Orange County. They are opening up more quickly than Los Angeles County. 
way back when I posted on their page that we tea travelers would do an event with them a pajama party the last chance for you to wear your pajamas before you get out into society again it would be a brunch tea originally I posted it for June 13th I think I may have done that in March you know when we had no idea how long this stuff was going to go on a couple weeks ago, I thought, oh, I should post that a little bit further out, you know, maybe July or August. Well, now that might actually be possible. So I'm going to harass Pam from Pamela's on Tuesday and see what she wants to do and when she wants to have it. And if she wants to have it be June 13th, we usually like to go six weeks out with promoting something. But I'll have to find out how many people she can do with her situation. And we'll just take it from there. So if it's a last minute offer, that's okay, because I doubt we'll be able to fit too many people, period, since she would probably have to have what I love to refer to as diminished capacity. Let's see the other teas that are in flux because they also are in Los Angeles County are the suffrage tea that was scheduled for March, was it March? In Sierra Madre at the beautiful Four Seasons Tea Room. I'm going to be seeing in the coming weeks where she is with all that based on Los Angeles's strict mandates. Same with our steampunk and outrageous etiquette tea that is up in Pasadena. And finally, the Beatrix Potter tea that's scheduled in an outdoor tent, which I love because fresh air. That is at Rancho Los Alamitos and historic museum type of place, working rancho in Long Beach, California. We had just started to open that for spots, and so we hardly had anybody yet. If we only end up with half, we would be fine because we need a minimum of 20 to make it a go. We don't have that yet. We only had 12 when we put the kibosh on it. And there would be a maximum of 50 in the outdoor tent. So if we ended up with 25, we would be fine, I think, if if there's a 50% capacity rule, but we'll find out. Three days ago, I was supposed to have given a book talk on Reading Between the Leaves, book number two in the Tea Cozy Mystery series. I take it that didn't happen. That was supposed to be an upland at the beautiful Coterie Tea Room, and I guess they didn't do it, or if they did, they did it without me. So as you can see, a few things are in flux. Once we do get going, I will plan our train trip, the Mission Mysteries, to go to the Mission by Amtrak. We will have a tour of the Mission down in San Juan Capistrano, and a ghost tour by the wonderful Haunted OC fellows, also down in San Juan Capistrano, and then end up at tea at the Tea House on Los Rios, which is across from the train tracks in San Juan Capistrano, and then head home. That was supposed to be June 13th. Not going to happen. Well, first of all, we might be doing Pamela's Pajama Party, but we've got a long way to go until we can get that planned and up and all that sort of stuff. Last, as far as tea events specific, all of the ones I'd had planned for later in the year, nobody even knows about because before I even posted them, all of this stuff happened. But we had talked about doing a train trip to Portland, a film noir era train trip with a murder that would happen on the train. It would be an overnight train trip. It won't be cheap because we're going to get those slumber, slumberettes, is that what they're called? Those little sleeper car that you get. I think it's about the most fun thing there is, but we would take the train up to Portland, stay a night in Portland, stay two nights, I think it is. Maybe it's one night. Anyway, I'd have to look it up because I haven't looked at this stuff since last year. And then everybody would make their way home, depending on if they wanted to stay another day or come back right away. But it occurs to me, we're going to have an awful lot of competition for whatever weekend we choose in November. Because not only is there Thanksgiving, but all of these events that have been put off for several months, we're all going to be vying for the same weekends. 
So there will be a lot of people that I foresee being torn as to which event to attend. So I will look to our tea travelers for their input as to what we should do when. Not only do I not want to make them have to choose between two events, I probably want to go to the event that they want to go to. Let's see if there's anything else you need to know about. Uh, the last thing is the kits. I had been looking to see what I could put together in the way of fun little kits for people. And the first one I'm supposed to have pictures done today or tomorrow is Prunil de Fig, MMDD. MM stands for Manners Maven, DD, Doctorate of Decorum. Dame Prunilda's 2020 etiquette. It is this darling rattan purse with a teacup, teacup and saucer and a little knife fork spoon, a damask napkin, and a little surprise that is this kit that you can carry. It's got a leather shoulder strap. It's a round rattan purse. The cup and saucer fits so perfectly that when it's turned and you jiggle it, it makes no noise. It just fits. I'm so grateful. I can't tell you what I went through to try to find something that fit perfectly. There is a little bit of jingle with the silverware, but that is to be expected. Those will be the first kits that go out, and then we will have kits that go with the themes of some of the upcoming novellas that I'm going to do. I'm going to try to go with novellas because I can do more of them in a shorter period of time. There will be some full-length books, but not for a while. The other kit that I'm being cajoled to bring back is that of the Tea and Sympathy Investigative Agency. I had closed down the program allowing people to apply to be agents because it became a lot and I had other things going on and that takes a lot of time. I was handwriting the welcome notes because this supposedly took place way back when and so you would handwrite the notes. It takes forever to handwrite a note. When was the last time you did so? Oh my goodness, I don't know how people do it. My hat is off to those who do. You are cherished. It does help to binge watch, I will tell you that. I did do an inventory of what I have available, and I will have a limited number of agents' applications available with the accompanying kit of their choice. That will include everything from a red leather notebook to a red or black cloche hat or beret to 1920s-style dark glasses, a, a lipstick case holder, whatever you call those, with a little mirror in it, a compact mirror, a couple little gifts... I can't think of what else comes with it right now. Oh, the owl necklace that you get, which is a magnifying glass, an emblem of the Bohemian Club, which is the secret society depicted throughout the series. So there will be some fun stuff there. I think that's about it. Big stuff going on here at home today. So I need to prepare for that. Somebody is strangling the child in the neighborhood, it sounds like. Either the child has calmed down or has been snuffed out. What the heck is... They're yelling louder. They have not been snuffed out. If you would like to give any suggestions on upcoming activities, I know a darling gal on Facebook kept asking me to do Zoom tea parties. That is just not my thing. And I offered to do that at the beginning of the lockdown. And I pulled some people and said, which would you prefer, a Zoom tea or a theme tea where people can post pictures on Facebook or through Google chat or whatever it was. People actually chose the Facebook option at the time. They may not do that now. So one of the, the sweet members of the Tea Travelers and Pharaoh Equinologists group on Facebook took matters into her own hands and did it. So yay, thank you. That was Doria, and I'm afraid I don't know her last name offhand or can't pronounce it at least. So, oh, for those who don't know what a Pharaoh Equinologist is, that's a lover of trains. This was to have been 
our train-themed year with Paris in a Cup. That has not happened yet, but the year is not over. With that, I will bid you bendiar, which means goodbye or farewell. Uh, sign off with the traditional Chariste Som and Tutah.